I'm trying to think of the word for wanker. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Reptile and Chill. My name is Hoss and I'm with the absolutely just oh, beautiful Danny Wells and the mm. ever so reliable Michael Phelps. No, no, he's no, he's not here. What do you mean? He's not here. I don't understand. It's he, uh, he, uh, he, he fell off a, um, he fell off a cliff. He's what? He, f- he fell off a cliff. What do you mean? You know he's hang. You know, you know when you, you know when you fall off a cliff and you like hang on the edge of the cliff. <laughs> he's, he's fucking. He's, he's cliffhanger, isn't he? Is he dead? No, no, no. He's fine. He's just he's just hanging around. Oh, that's good. That's good. Basically, I told him to get in the fucking sea, and he. <laughs> <laughs> And he, uh, he, he, he couldn't quite, he couldn't quite get there. Um, <laughs> he couldn't quite get in. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even do that right, can <laughs> Right, okay. Um, so Mike's not with us this week. Uh, he's taking a little bit of time off at the moment. Um, obviously, we've spoken about him being made redundant recently, so he's got a few things that he needs to get sorted and whatnot. Um, if I find out that he's gone fishing... Or like I don't know some fucking photography session. He's dead. If, he, if he's out photographing foxes right now, I'm gonna punch him in he's, the nuts. You know what? I reckon he's at my lot, man. I bet he is as well. I bet he photographing is. foxes and stealing your beetroot. Radishes, radishes, Ra- radishes, radishes. Did you see the size of them? They're massive. Beetroot better. I, like, I do like I do like a roast roast beetroot. So, so unfortunately, everyone who's listening to this, you you stuck with me and Danny. Um, so, if you, <laughs> so if you want to turn off now, um, feel free. Because, what are um, you gonna do? <laughs> uh, this week's guest is pretty good. Um, I've been wanting to talk to him for a while. Um, should, this should be quite interesting. But before we as, get... as opposed as opposed to all the other guests we've had, which have been a load of shit. Well, no, they've all been interesting. <laughs> but um, I think I, I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Um, so before we get into the guest and all that kind of malarkey, uh, if you do want to help support our podcast, you can now head on over to our Patreon page. So if you've gone www.patreon.com forward slash reptile and chill. And if you, it just kind of helps us be able to produce this show and be able to push it you know, to the next level, um, which is what we are struggling to do at the moment because unfortunately this does cost money. If you do want to help us in other ways, you can support, you can support us by purchasing some merchandise and that is available on our website. <laughs> Danny, behave. Reptileandchill.com, hoodies, t-shirts, beanies, flat caps, mugs, pillows, and everything else. Our social media. Um, Danny, you can, you can do the social media. No! What do you no. mean? What do you mean I was no? Gonna, no, listen, listen, what I was going to say, fuck the social media. Basically, just follow us everywhere at Reptile and Chill, except Twitter, because Twitter's crap. Yeah, well, so actually, that, you can follow us on Twitter if you want, but we don't we don't care. Yeah. Um, so that is Facebook, Instagram, and no. YouTube at the handle of Reptile and Chill. God. Yeah. I, I, what I was going to say is, we would like you to put throw money at us, so we can go and do things like days out. Right. Like, this is not. This is not. This is not like. Hey, give us money so you can pay for our days out. No, we're gonna go and review stuff and like you know do like proper, cool stuff, right? Danny basically and, wants to go and buy slush puppies and ice creams at the beach. Me and Mike <laughs> actually want to go and do things. So, obviously, <laughs> with, the, with the COVID lockdown, we can't do do anything at the moment. But we do want to be able to get around to all the different zoos in the country and be able to show you, you know, the ins and outs and behind the scenes and that kind of thing. So, um, that's where we'd like to be going. Um, and obviously, being able to carry on putting on this absolutely shit fucking form of a show for you guys. <laughs> yeah, like we don't. I don't want to give too much away, but we we. Um... 
we want to go and make a absolute fools of ourselves, don't we? Well, even more so. Even yeah, more more, more so than we usually do. Okay, so have you got anything to moan about this week before we get the guest on? Everything. Oh God. Ever just life in general. Tell you what, minute. I'm just, I'm going to uh, go for a shit, and you can keep talking. No, don't do that. Don't do that because you'll come back and you won't have a podcast left. <laughs> He's gone, isn't he? He's he's uh he's actually gone. I I'm worried because Hoss is a big guy, and uh, I mean for me, you know, when I think about Hoss having a shit, I, I it worries me that it could take a a long time to get that amount of processed food out like oh, the image it, oh it's making me feel a bit queasy you know it's great i've just sat there for the last like 40 seconds listening to you panic and all and all i've thought about is you having a poo did you enjoy yourself no, it, yeah hmm okay so tell me about your week dude you don't want to know about my week. <laughs> um, my, yeah, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having a fun time at the minute. That's if I'm good. honest, is it, is it just people at work, work, or is it just you? Uh, well, just, just probably just me. I'm not. I just, I don't know. I, I'm actually fairly sure I'm having like a genuine, genuine midlife crisis, and I'm like really struggling. <laughs> With it, I don't know what's going on in my own head. I don't know. It's mad. It's always, it's a really weird time for everyone at the moment. Um, mm. It's obviously with this lockdown, and you know, I know we're kind of like out of the lockdown, so to speak, but we're not, are we? You know, it's all really unprecedented, and we don't know if we're right. going or going. And I think it does. It, it plays with you, right? This whole the last like eighteen odd weeks, I think it's just played with everyone's head, and it's just it's just fucked up, man. It's like little things, like uh, you know, you, on on one on one hand, you're like, yeah, we're coming out of lockdown now. This is all good, you know. I'm at work and blah blah blah. On the other, I still can't even take my kids to the fucking park because it's got signs all over it saying "fucking keep out, hazardous area with zombies enclosed." Do you know what I mean? Uh, and it's annoying that there actually isn't any zombies but don't, it's also don't annoying that don't, I can't go on a screen no, don't go there <laughs> right. uh, For, I just can't, firstly, it's just little things little things I can't do right, you know, for, I just, I firstly I need to get this out there right so mm. COVID-19 right if you go on Netflix look in the top 10 zombie film zombie film apocalypse film zombie film zombie film apocalypse zombie yeah. Like, yeah. like, what the hell? Like, okay, I like a good zombie film. That's fine, right? And all this is making me realise is that if this is the apocalypse or this is the end of the world as we know it, we got shortchanged big time. Yeah. Where's my fucking zombies? Like, I'd even go for, like, squirrel zombies. I'd be happy. Anything. I'd be happy. Anything, right, where I can wield two katanas... And just take heads off. Can you spell katanas? Of course. Got now. K a t a n a s. Hmm. I'll accept it. <laughs> Is that right? Katana. Yeah. David, can you spell it? I t. E. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's it, it's weird. It's it's like I'm, we're going out to the shops now. You're not having to queue as much. Um. Mm. I've noticed more people are wearing face masks now than they were during lockdown, which is quite weird. It seems it seems so, doesn't it? But yeah. also, people are wearing them at very, very weird times. Like, I'm seeing a lot of drivers wearing them. Yeah, and I'm and thinking... I know um, Uber, to be able to get into a taxi with Uber, the driver and the passenger has to wear a face mask. All the buses are the same. Oh, these are not taxis. These are just... Normal, randomers. Just normal are people they, in cars. Are they, like... In the car on their own. Well, they're from Norfolk, so oh yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I mean. And and majority of the time the windows are closed, and I, and I keep noticing them. And I keep, you know, the reason it, you know, the reason it's stuck in my mind is because it's so, what the like, what the what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm seeing I'm seeing people walking down the street. You know, uh, for instance, I was in Cambridge the other day, uh, uh, right in the city centre, and uh, as you sort of drive through, you know, people are wandering in and out of shops. You know. And I'm seeing people wandering in and out of shops with their face mask, sort of just hanging on their chin. Yeah, it's just kind of like got, it's, it's, they've it's obviously the, got sick of it. You know, it's hot. Well, it's not like they work in catering or something for like Greg's, and they're trying to keep their pubic fucking hairs off the food or something. Yeah, they wear, it's just well, what the fuck, man. Um, and like, and like, yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I work in care homes and stuff, so I have to wear a mask and. You know, as soon as I get in the room and can shut the door behind me and start fitting some floor, I can take all my mask off and that. You know, it's not so bad. But and I so I get it. They get sweaty and horrible. But they're, they're, it, 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 I need everyone to know it's really fucking pointless walking through herds of people, right? Because that's what Cambridge is at the minute. It's literally herds of people and cyclists and everything. It is pointless and walking around wearing a face mask on your. I tell you what um, was strange. So on Sun, no Monday, I went for a meal. I went for a breakfast mm-hmm. um, at our local um, Green King, and uh, that was a strange experience. Firstly, you walk in. I've got to scan a QR code. Now the government know I've been for breakfast, which I'm not happy about. Yeah. Um, and then you have to, you know, alcohol your hands, this, that, and the other. And they put you to a table. You get a disposable uh, menu, which is better for the environment. A <laughs> eh? noise, um, and then you basically have to order, and then they bring it to a certain table. You go over and collect at that table. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a noise in the background? What's going on? There's an echo. Ah, the, the guest just turned up. Um, yeah. So, but basically, then they bring your food over to the table. You go over and pick it up from the table. Now, I know. We're going to do this social distancing thing. However, they've had their little grubby hands all over my cuppy, you know, cuppy, cuppy, my coffee cup <laughs> and my breakfast plate and this, that and the other. My, and then My, my sippy cuppy. Sippy cup. <laughs> and then, like, so surely that defeats the object of everything. Like, we're still yeah. touching shit and whatnot, and then that's going in my mouth. And then, so, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. No, it, it makes no sense. It just literally makes no sense. Um, no. So yeah, I don't think I'll be going out any time soon for a meal again, to be honest. And like, um, you know, like uh, uh, let's say, uh, like you know, delivery vans. Let's we'll we'll literally just take the one <clears throat> that I spotted the other week or the other day. Sorry, uh, as a parcel force van. Yeah, with no bulkhead, right? So it didn't have, so to anybody who doesn't know what bulkhead is, just a big metal screen that separates the cab from the back of the van, right? So that that, that wasn't there in this guy's van. Um, and it's just, straight away, it made me think, okay, that's weird. It's because this guy is driving around for hours on end, uh, coughing, spluttering, sneezing, breathing, whatever he's doing. And it's all going through the whole van, you know. And then he's handling the packages and giving them to me. Like what? I'm not sure. Do you know what I mean? How yeah. that makes any sense? But again, it's know? where the line is, isn't it? And obviously, we still need to, as an economy, we we need to keep going. We need to push forward. We can't just stop. Yeah, so I, I get no. it. But like the advice they're giving us, and then the then things we can and can't do. I don't know. It's just a little bit weird. It doesn't really makes sense. And as People who are listening to this as well, you know, being reptile keepers, and we all have a, you know, we all should or think we have a good sense of biosecurity. It's like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah, I give up. Yeah, it's, yeah. Mad. It's a weird old time. Right, anyways, I think our guest mm. is now on the line. Uh, so I'm going to call him in and hopefully he responds. If not, then um, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> but Nathan, are you there? Mhm. 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 I'm here. He's here. <laughs> uh, how are you, mate? I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm fine. 
Good, good, that's good. good. That's good enough in these times. Okay, so where, whereabouts are you at the moment then? I'm st- I'm still in Bangor. Um, oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. That is of all the places you could be in the world. Uh... It's, uh, <laughs> I, I was in well, Bangor. I was in Colwyn Bay probably about six seven months ago, and I'm pretty sure the only colour in the spectrum up that end of the country is grey. Mm, that's very true. Yeah, it's not a uh... grey grey skies, grey floor, grey everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's a really weird place. I, I, I've never seen it, so no. Anyways, well, welcome to the show, mate. Um, I've been following you for quite a while with bits and pieces that you do, so it'd be good to get you on and have a bit of a chat. Yeah, he's, he's weird. He follows people. I do follow people. <laughs> um, so do you want to start us by telling us who you are and just a brief introduction of what you do? Uh, okay, my name's Nathan. I'm a... <clears throat> I'm a lot of things, actually. So the main thing I do is... I work with the Indonesia Herb Foundation, so I'm the executive director there. Uh, I founded it in 2018, so I think we're the first NGO, <clears throat> conservation uh, NGO in Indonesia to focus on uh, reptile and amphibian conservation. Sorry, my voice is a bit gone today, but, you know. Yeah, can you hear me all right? Yeah, you're coming through fine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so my work is mainly on snake conflict mitigation, <clears throat> human snake conflict management. So we've got uh, mitigation through education, uh, outreach, and then we also have our rescue release programs. Uh, we do training for government and uh, NGO wildlife rescue officials on how to manage uh, reptiles. Uh, we, I'm also I, I'm also involved in research um, sometimes, and yeah, I do write books as well, uh, wildlife consulting, and I'm also a student. Wait, I've graduated now, so I've got a degree, so I'm technically a zoologist now. Um, yeah. So you don't sound too confident on that. The technically bit. Is, it because, is that, is that a COVID-related well, thing? or? <laughs> I've been working with wildlife for quite a few years and, you know, I've, I've never had any sort of formal education. And, yeah, I thought, you know, I, I thought things would feel really different once I graduated. But I, I did graduate last week or two weeks ago and I got the thing on the internet somewhere you know oh you've got a degree now Um, (laughs) yeah it just just felt the same really so is that is that is that that because do you find do you find a lot of it's um sort of quite because i've spoke to other people before that have sort of mentioned this a little bit and they've said that it's quite basic is that is that is that how you feel like is some of it uh, you know kind of do you feel like well you know you knew it all already you know so nothing's really changed Mm, not really, no. I, I don't really know a lot of things, so um, my grades aren't that good, but I'm, I'm a lazy person, you see. Unless I'm really motivated to get something done, I'm really passionate about something, um, mm. I don't really perform very well. <laughs> that, that sounds like um, me and don't. Danny, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so I think I think may, maybe the people I've spoken to then are just like just way too intellectual for me. They're like, mm, yeah, just feel the same, you know. It's quite a basic course. Yeah, yeah popping yeah, off. Okay. Right, uh, so, yeah. so Nathan, do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and whatnot? Because obviously, I've I saw you do a live talk. Um, I think you were actually in Indo at the time at an AHH conference. Um, so are you originally from Indonesia? Yes. Okay, so do you want to tell us a little bit about where you're originally from and how you got into reptiles? Uh, I was born in Jakarta, um, Indonesia's capital city. And I yeah, I grew up in North Jakarta. Uh, so my parents lived in a place not too far from uh, Mangrove Swamp. Uh, and as, as a child, I used to explore you know, my neighborhood, and we still had a lot of undeveloped land at the time. Uh, And my parents would buy me books and toys and things. 
and I was about six years old when when I read I read this book um, about you know animals and there was this black snake um, and it said Mexican black king snake it's a popular pet and it's vet it's really friendly um, so, since I was six years old I didn't really understand distribution and geography so when I was um, playing in the neighborhood I I saw a snake in a ditch and I sort of touched it because I thought it was a Mexican black king snake. I touched it and it, it sort of got pissed off. It hooded, it reared up, spread its hood and started hissing at me. And I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was quite afraid, but fascinated at the time. And I later found out it was a cobra, um, a spitting cobra. So they're quite common in in rural and uh, urban areas. Uh, they're very adaptable species. So yeah, then I, I just started getting obsessed with snakes. My family was terrified of snakes, and the more they told me not to do it, I did it. That's <laughs> just typical kid. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I'd do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wasn't allowed to keep snakes unless I got really good grades in school, which was never going to happen. So what I did was I had them in my bedroom for a bit. Um, I had a crocodile under my bed. I had, you know, snakes in the closet. I think my first snake was a redneck keelback and then a spitting cobra and then a bockadam. And, and it was... Yeah, so just whatever snake I found, I just sort of kept it for a bit and um, it would either die or I'd let it go again. Because, you know, I was a kid. I didn't really know at the time. So it's, <laughs> just, it's, just, not... it's just mad that you kind of like saying, like, you know, one of the first few snacks I had was a spitting cobra and I had a crocodile under my bed. And you were a kid. <laughs> it's like like Mike, who's not with us tonight, this, this evening, but... Um, he had a corn snake underneath his bed, and he thought he was like badass hiding this mm -hmm. corn snake from his parents. But you take it you were, you were hiding these animals from your parents; they didn't know they were there. Yeah, uh, but I, I I've always wanted a corn snake, and I, I didn't have a corn snake till I was about sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad that is, isn't it? You, you always you always want what you can't have. Yeah. How so, how 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 are you still alive? How what? How are you still alive? Got lucky, I guess. <laughs> you must be real lucky. My brain yeah. Okay, yeah. so just, just, just before we, we carry on, I just want to t test my Indonesian. So the word snake is ula. Crap. Is that correct? Crap. Cool. Nice ula. No, you, no, your Indonesian. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the only Indonesian word that I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So obviously then you, you started uh, finding these reptiles and then keeping them at home. Um, at what point did your parents start actually allowing you to keep them? Uh, they never did. Well, they, they do now. But So I started, I, I got more and more snakes and I couldn't, you know, hide them all in my room. <laughs> and it was very risky. So I had, I'd rented a room in the slums, about 20 minutes by bicycle. And I... Um, saved up and I sold rice and sleeping bags and all sorts of random crap um, and yeah I sort of did that made some money and rented a room and I started breeding and selling snakes and all all sorts so I had I, I did quite like my venomous so I had quite a lot of um, spitting cobras a lot of different colors I had some kings I had some rattlesnakes sidewinder um, but yeah and I, I used to do snake shows as well, um, which is stupid. I, I was really stupid at the time. Uh, and I got, I, I got a pangolin one day, you know, and before I could sell it, it died. And it was just, there was just something about the pangolin. It's just such a weird creature. And I learned that it was sort of endangered and it broke my heart. You know, I just, I just thought one day, um, when this pangolin died, I thought, I can't do this anymore. I, I just don't really want to sell wild animals. It just doesn't feel right. Okay, so, so obviously when you first started doing that, you were you were quite comfortable with it. You were making a bit of money. It was exciting. Um, and then over the time, was it when you started to get a little bit more educated about what things were and how the world worked? 
um, that your kind of your moral compass kind of kicked in, and that's why you stopped. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it, I just sat down one day and I just I couldn't do it. It was just yeah. But even I mean that sort of thing over there though is 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 more normal there isn't it than it is here um so so you know you've grown up as you know as you say like a uh, 16 17 year old lad and this is this is the norm to you you know this is just how kids over there make a few pennies um but then eventually as you say you know you, you've you've got yourself a little pangolin and and you know uh, things passed away and and it's it's even made like the the norm seem wrong to you yeah i think animal welfare is not really a thing back home and that's one of the things i'm trying to change trying to push for better welfare um in zoos and in in pet keeping because mm -hmm. obviously i think keeping pets that's what got me interested you know and i think herbiculture it can be very good for conservation if it's managed well mm -hmm. and done responsibly Definitely, I totally agree with that. Okay, so obviously you've gone from um, selling selling wildlife and keeping keeping it yourself in your in your house. Uh, when did you start looking at the centre? When when did you open the centre? So I think it was two thousand fourteen. I <clears throat> that's when the pangolin died, and I I had a friend. His name was Richard. Richard was the local animal catcher in a village in Bogor. So I was, I was chatting with my mate Richard about the, an idea I had. I, I thought maybe it would be good if we set up this education facility, you know, to teach people about snakes and all that. Um, and Richard's mum was eavesdropping and she went, you know what, you can do it at our house here if you want. So I got rid of all my exotics. I kept some native snakes, uh, brought them all to Richard's mum's house and we started the herpetarium. It was just, you know, boxes, rubs and aquariums with a makeshift lid, newspaper, really basic um, enclosures and just a bunch of snakes. And we started doing school talks. We started doing rescues. Uh, over time, I started promoting things on Facebook, start the tours to get funds. And yeah, slowly, when I went to the UK, I sort of learned about, you know, how the zoos work and how animals are kept. And I sort of took some knowledge back and improved, um, yeah, the education centre. You know, we had less animals on display, but bigger enclosures, better welfare, more educational value. And we sort of improved upon our field projects as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got to admit, I remember watching a video a couple of years back at the centre and it was actually raining at the time whilst you were doing the video um, and it was just the, the enclosures and how they are and, you know, the, the progress that I have seen has been absolutely phenomenal. So you can actually see that you've, what you have learned, you've, you have taken back and you've improved, um, which is really good. So what would you say that the, um, the, the local people, have they benefited from the centre and are, are they listening to you? Um. It's a long way to go because um, with changing the perception for most people, it's not, you can't just do it through education. It's, it, it, it can work, but it's not enough most of the time. So we're starting, well, we were supposed to be starting this year, a uh, community development program. So the village we're in, we're trying to turn it into a, a tourism village where people can visit and learn about Indonesian culture, live in with the villagers, you know. And I've got some, uh, one of my neighbours, he's, he's an artist, and he makes these bracelets. I don't know if you've seen the bracelets, um, and they're, they're inspired by our local snakes. Um, those have been selling well. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to develop the community so that they can benefit from conservation through ecotourism. Uh, but that's, yeah... It's a long way to go, and I'll have to sort that out after the COVID thing. Nathan, uh, Nathan, how old are you? 21. Wow. 
that's a that's a lot that's a lot to do in you know just a small few years yeah again that's one of the reasons why i invited you on the show because obviously you are you are you are younger and you've done so much already and you, you clued up um, and this guy's saying he's lazy you know what i mean you, you, yeah Bloody hell. you're definitely not lazy mate um it's, it's, it's just mad isn't it so obviously when you're talking to the locals and you're trying to educate them about about snakes and about conservation the biggest thing that comes to mind is the danger people put their lives in so obviously over here in england we don't come across snakes very often but where you are in, in jakarta in indonesia people will find them in their houses in their bedrooms in their gardens quite frequently um and they don't necessarily um, remove them nicely sometimes and they might try and kill them um then they can get bitten, and after that's a big, big, big problem over there as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I can't blame people because they're scared. You see, that's why education is important because a lot of people will listen to us, and mm-hmm. some people won't. But um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, if if for instance we're trying to educate hunters you can't just say oh snakes are important don't hunt snakes how are you going to make a living so if we can provide alternatives obviously i can't provide alternatives for all the hunters but um we'll start with a few and you know take them into ecotourism and we'll have to think of other alternatives as well because if another pandemic happens tourism isn't really a, a sustainable thing no, I, I can imagine this, these last few months have been hard as well, haven't they? Because um, was you due to go back home any time soon? Or? I haven't made a plan, no. Um, yeah, and we've cancelled all tours for this year, so it's it's a bit quiet. Mm, uh, I can imagine. That has a massive effect onto the progress of what you're doing. Right, okay, so you you said that you have written a few books. Um, so you've got a book coming out very, very soon. Uh, that you're doing pre-orders for now, but you, you've had a couple of books before, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you want to talk to us about what that what they are and what they're about? So the first book, that was actually the, uh, sort of a ter- turning point for my parents. So I think the reason I'm the way I am is because my parents treated me the way they did. So they were they were always really strict, you know. they I could never have a snake and they... They didn't believe that a herpetologist was a, a, a job. Uh, I, they didn't believe that I could make a career out of it. And, um, yeah, so I just, throughout my teenage years, I just tried to convince them, I guess. So I, I, when I started the herpetarium, it was with, without their knowledge. You know, I just tried to do it behind their back, uh, somehow managed it. And... I wrote a book, and yeah, when that book was published, they were like, okay, yeah, you're 16, you wrote a book, and you sort of, you know, I think you're serious, and, you know, we're sorry we didn't support you. Um, if you if you want to study zoology, you know, go ahead. And I'm like, okay, good, yeah, because I think uh, if I have a degree that says I'm a, you know, zoologist, I'm not just some guy that's talking about snakes. And I think I could make a bigger impact for conservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a, that's a big length to go to as well, to move countries and to study. And it's not exactly cheap to go to university either. Um, and obviously coming from Indonesia, and there's, there's, a massive, um, there's, there's a massive financial difference in our cultures as well, isn't there? Um, obviously with wages and whatnot. Um, so it's a, it's a big, big step for you to take. So fair, fair play to you. Yeah, I think I'm quite lucky to... To have got the opportunity to come here, you know. Um, yeah, definitely, it's a shame that it's just banger. Yeah. It's a shame that it's banger. There's, there's, the rest, the rest of the UK is lovely. <laughs> is it? Nah, kinda. <laughs> okay, so have you your, the other books? Then you is it one more you've got, and then you've got the one that's coming out soon? I've got that's the first one. That was Snakes of Jakarta, and its surroundings. So it's it's just a picture book with you know. Uh, here's some species of snakes that are found in the area, and here's some basic snake facts. It's, so I think it was aimed at the general public. So it's not really an, a reliable field guide for identification. Uh, but it, it is a nice book. It's just not very useful if you're herping and you want to ID things to species. Um, so 
in this new book, I've improved upon that. And, um, yeah, this is more for uh, field herbers, uh, zoologists that want to identify things to species. So I'm showing you all the morphological characters uh, okay. of species, so the distinguishing features. What what features do you have to look at to tell this apart from other snakes? Mm -hmm. So, but I'll I'm not just writing those in words, but I'm um, showing you these in pictures as well, pictures and drawings when when I haven't got these photographs. But yeah, and this covers the whole of Java rather than just the western bit. Um, yeah, in between I've had two books. One's a, a identification manual for the affected species in Indonesia, and another is a Javan snake book for in Indonesian for just for local people. You know, to what to do if you see a snake. Um, here are all the different kinds of snakes with pictures, kind of like the first one, but more accessible, a simpler, simpler uh, version, and it covers a wider range. Okay, so when when you say writing books, now I know a lot of people who have always toyed with the idea of writing a book or whatnot. So the the latest book that you you you, you where you're just releasing now, how long did that actually take to write? Um, I started in February, I think, and finished it in May, June. So a few months. But that's just that's the you know writing and uh, compiling things. Well, the pick, collecting the photographs and you know the data that took maybe three four years. Well, it's yeah. This is based on you know everything I've learned throughout my life. So <laughs> okay, mm. yeah. That's that's wicked. That is. I wish I, I wish I had the intelligence to be able to write a book. Um, and actually the knowledge to be able to put one together and for people to take from it, to be honest. Uh, can, you, can, you hold, can you hold a pen in that arm? Fuck what? off, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you wouldn't know this, Nathan, but I, I've got a disabled arm. Um, <laughs> disabled. <laughs> right, and he likes to take the piss out of me because he's a horrible human being. Don't... I'm disabled. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, I'd have that to is awful. I shouldn't even laugh. I couldn't write a book, but I could probably type one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I did as well. So it's not that hard, you know. You, you get on a computer and you just type some words, and type more words, and type more words. I, I, I reckon I, I um a couple of years ago I did like a mock-up book cover, and it was uh it was titled "How to Keep Reptiles and Not Be a Cunt." And... <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I have thought. <laughs> I, I have thought about it a few times, um, but the Let's problem is, I dig myself such a big hole. In yeah, but the doing... worst. No, they'll tell you what the worst thing was. Right, is that when you first thought of this idea, right, just like the podcast, you messaged me about it. You said, <laughs> "Let's write a book together," right, and you said the book is called "How to Keep Reptiles and Not Be a Cunt," and I thought. What the fuck are you asking me for? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that I'd, I'd literally become possibly the most hated person in herpes culture if I released that book. Would it be worth it? It really it? would. <laughs> Definitely. I think, I, actually, you know what, Nathan? I think your next book should be... That, that's what it should be titled, and I won't, <laughs> I won't charge you for it. No. <laughs> I'm not very knowledgeable on herpetoculture, you see. My knowledge is quite limited to certain species, so, yeah, I can't. You don't see us kicking around with bloody zoologist degrees. He's <laughs> a zoologist. Hoss can't even spell degree. I can't <laughs> even say it. <laughs> okay, so what, what does the future hold for you then, mate? Obviously, COVID at the moment is putting the back foot on everything. Um, so what, what's the what's the main aim? What, what are you trying to achieve out of all of this? Well, out of COVID? Well, I've... <laughs> um... a, a distinct lack of COVID-19 would be nice <laughs> to achieve, actually. <laughs> no, Rick, well, see, you've got your, your degree now, so you want to go... Is the plan to go back home and then, you know, use that in full swing and educate, educate, educate? Or what, what, what's the plan? Yeah. I'm probably just going to go back home and do 
whatever I've been doing, do more other things, you know, just see what see what happens. I don't really have a plan. I don't even know when I'm going back yet, but yeah. Imagine. Before the end of the year and okay. you know, start doing did, things again. Where where did you um is in Indonesia is English like a second language or did you did you have to learn English to, to before you came over here? Oh you you have to learn um like they teach you it in schools, but mm -hmm. to come to England, UK, whatever, um, they they make you take like a an English test to see yeah. how good, yeah, and, you know, I, if you fail that, you can't get a visa. I yeah, but they they taught Spanish in high school for me, and I can't even remember one word. Si hablo español poco, pero ti muy bien. Gesundheit. Fuck you. That's, that's mad, that is. It's, um, okay, so, Nathan, could you do me a massive favour? Mm -hmm. Could you say Michael Phelps and Dan Hoss are amazing presenters on Reptile and Chill and Danny Wells is a wanker in Indonesian? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word for wanker. <laughs> well, anything else offensive will be perfectly fine. Okay. Say, say amazing instead. Um, Mike Phelps, sama Dan Hoss, adalah presenter yang baik pada Reptile and Chill. Sedangkan Danny Wells adalah seorang kontol. Um, and what's that in English, I, I, mate? I need what? to know what that is. I just said what you said, but I changed wanker to dick. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, okay. I think in Indonesian it just sounds better, you know. Kontol. You know? Yeah, it does actually. I like that. I'm coming up you with my gun doll. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And um, what it, it sounds like Indonesian is a lot of effort. Not really. We don't have grammar, you see. Ah. Seen okay. or seen so yeah, it's all the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, to 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 be honest, I I reckon you made all that up to be honest. <laughs> Like, you're a cunt now. It's one of those languages where I think Polish is like this as well. It's just like <laughs> it doesn't seem like you're talking. I think like certain languages like Spanish and French and German, you can see sentences, whereas I've, in a lot some yeah. languages, you, I, I just can't. I've always thought that though. I've always thought because I've I've I've, I've never been any good at language well in general actually but it's certainly any other foreign language that i can't fathom that that's actually saying words like yeah it's, it's I, mad, I, I look at it? anything written down i'm like no i just i don't believe it no i can't no so, it's so, not real so can you speak any other languages or just indonesian and english well i speak phrases of you know, other languages, French, German, but it's just because of the tours. I've had, I had to take people out and some, I took a group of French tourists once, 15 of them, and only a few could speak English. So every five, 10 minutes, I go, is everybody still alive? And they go, Wee! and I said, <laughs> you? marvelous, great, everyone's still alive. And then, you know. So how, how do you say that in German? What? Uh, in German, I've never had to say that because I've never had massive groups, but I know how to say, das, das ist ein Schlangen. That, that is a snake. Yeah, I got, oh. I, I got that bit. That sounded um, like you have a long schlong. <laughs> Schlangen snakes, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to think now, because I know a bit of German, but it's not coming to the top of my head now. Um, uh, Danny? Yes? Schlamper. But, what? You're a slag. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I can remember, like, um, Vervon... Can you say, can you say thank you? Um, thank you, sir. 
Danke. Danke, ja. Danke. You fucking danke. You found her. <laughs> oh, God. Mike, where are you? <laughs> Please come back. All this, 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 is what ha- yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when Mike's not on the show. Just goes to shit. The podcast goes to shit. Yeah. That's right. So, taking tourists out onto tours into the jungle, you've got to have some funny stories. There's... Yeah, well, you put me on the spot. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, go on. Um, we had, was, we had was, there, was there a time? Was there a time that you ever had to shit in your hands and throw it because you didn't want a big ass predator to smell it? Not really. Oh. <laughs> Did that happen to you? No. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> we'll wait till we stop recording, all right? Just for later. Okay, yeah, so have you got any things where you've um, you've thought you're going to die or someone's going to die or someone's fallen off a cliff? Or <laughs> well, is it always any, about dying? Any, anything crazy? <laughs> Coronavirus. Almost fell into a volcano. Um, what? Into whoa, a... whoa, 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 stop the press. What? What? The, what? One of our say? clients... Almost fell into a volcano once. A vol a a a, 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 a an actual volcano. Yeah, one of those mountains with smoke coming out. You know? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> Shut up. That, that get off. Kick him off. That's him off. That's, that's, that's not a for bullshit. That's a fiver for bullshitting. Okay. That that's <laughs> why we have these indemnity forms we make people sign. Like we're not responsible for any accident. Oh, P.S. If you get bitten by a snake or fall into a fucking volcano, we are not liable. Yeah, because some people, even if you tell them you're going to die, don't get too close, they get too close. It's a fucking volcano. Wow. How do you get too close to a fucking volcano? It's the thing you say. You'd be like, you'd be like Nathan would be like, Sorry, Danny, Hoss, do you want to look up a volcano? Nah, I'm all right. Yeah, fuck that shit, I'm out. Taxi. <laughs> oh, okay. Any... Do you know the worst? Do you know the worst thing? The truth is, I'd be the first fucker to fall in it because I would get too close. I'd be like, "Motherfucker, this is an actual volcano!" Oh my god! Look, and I'd literally be in it. Yeah. I'd be walking all, in it. This is amazing. All you'd hear is. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You'd hear, half is a That's mad. I fucking jump in as well, because I'm not dealing with the whole... I don't want to go to jail, you see. Oh, man. Oh, it suddenly got really hot and stuffy in the room. Yeah, well. So, any, anything else that you can tell us that uh, that probably shouldn't have happened? If it doesn't top that, get out. It doesn't pop that, but I, oh. I, I did get confused. What? Well, one of my clients got confused because there were these monkeys at night, right? I was like, okay. Oh, don't my God. Move. I don't know where this is going. Don't move. <laughs> there's is, a, this, is this where AIDS came from? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Danny, Danny, <laughs> behind yourself. Fingers on lips. You got confused because I, I went to the whole car and I said, Okay, there's a macaque. There's a macaque. And that's how I said macaque. You know, the monkey, macaque. Yeah. And what they heard was, there's a macaque. (laughs) And it's just, that's what they thought I'd been saying. And everyone just looked at me like, what the fuck? Yeah, they figured it out in the end. See, I thought you said, there's a macaw. And I was just like, what a bird? No monkey. And you were on about your cock. Uh, that's there's there's no, they, they thought I was talking about my cock. That's but my cock. About macaques, the monkey. <laughs> Not the bird. There's my cock. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Who's Danny? You can't snort. <laughs> I can't be. He's gone. Danny's gone. <laughs> it took forty-nine minutes, and he's gone. Yeah, that's it. Looking <laughs> here and teetering in the background. Nathan, what have you done to him? I, I don't know. I just said macaque, 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 macaque. That monkey thing. 
<laughs> Nathan, are you eating oh. snacks on the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. McCock. And breathe. Right. Danny's going to go off for a little bit and he's going to calm down. And then he's going to come back onto the show and he's collect and all together. My God. It's mad. That's mad. Right. So with your education, obviously you've just finished zoology at Bangor University. Uh, have you got any plans for any further education or is that kind of like you're happy with what you've done now? I think I'm happy with this and I don't really want to get into academia again, you see. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I do research for fun because I'm curious and I'm interested, not because... I've got a deadline, or I want, you know, yeah. some. I yeah, like once there's pressure, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> Def- definitely, definitely. Have you been herping in this country? Yeah, almost everything's brown. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Like... It is. It is interesting. You know, I was really happy when I found a nuke for the first time. Yeah. Because we don't have nukes in Indonesia. I suppose it was quite weird as well. So you're. You know when you're going out and what the temperatures and humidities and what time of day you'd find stuff in Indonesia. And then when you come over here, even when they do come out, it's still very cold compared to the temperatures that you'd get. And mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing lizards and snakes out and it, it doesn't make sense sometimes. But I think the first few times I saw herps in this country, it was a bit like, huh? But it's, it's, it's cold. It just doesn't, it doesn't click. It just, it's very strange. Um, Danny, are you are you okay now, Danny? I'm um yeah yeah. You you you're doing well. I'm, com- I'm composed. I literally I had to mute everything. I just I like I melted into a puddle on the floor. <laughs> dear oh dear, that doesn't happen yeah. to you very often. Oh you you and you know when something's really funny because I snort. That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> right, so we're coming to 52 minutes in the podcast, so we'll start wrapping up shortly. Um, but is there any way our listeners can help what you do um, and we can get involved? Well, I will send you a link to the GoFundMe page we've got. For, so, we, yeah, we're collecting donations for, you know, uh, operational uh, things, rent, electricity, um, rats. I know that kind of thing, um, and we will probably start doing rescues again soon. So what, from 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 volcanoes. <laughs> no, that would just be. You know. <laughs> well, I think the bones would dissolve, but I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not an expert <laughs> on volcanoes. What happens if you fall in one? But I'm pretty sure you die. Hmm. What happens in a volcano stays in a volcano. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, and if anyone wants to meet up with you and go on one of your trips or tours, how can they do what that? that? <laughs> okay, da- Danny's not allowed to come because the volcanoes. Mm. You could have him on a harness. Yeah, but he's, he's only little. It'd be like a dog's harness. <laughs> yeah. Um... He's gone again. Or straight, you know. <laughs> Carry this crate with him inside. Yeah, I think we'll just leave. Oh my we'll, god! We'll just, we'll just leave him in England. Okay, <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. That is. Okay, here's, here's a question for you. So, obviously, you have got the centre, and you've got to feed um, food to this the snakes and whatnot. Do you go for like a, a throat frozen thawed, or is, is it is it live feeding? It's always live unless there's animals that we know can eat dead. But we don't have a freezer, you see, so we've got to, um, yeah. Right, okay. And for the well, people who keep in captivity, is that a normal thing? Because I'm guessing there isn't many reptile shops and that kind of thing in Indonesia. Yeah, one of our keepers, he breeds mice and rats at home, so that's easy. And then we can go to the market, get some chicken. Um, we can catch geckos. I think the most complicated one we've got is the king cobra because... We've got to find snakes that are the appropriate size for it, you know, and something it, it can eat but won't kill it. So we've, you know, yeah, 
got to go catch rat snakes or small pythons for this thing to... That's just mad, that is, isn't it? Like, Danny, we can just go down the road, and obviously yourself now, Nathan. Do you, do you keep at the moment whilst you're at university, or...? Uh, I used to, but now I've only got some cockatoo cichlid fry that I'm raising before I move them on. But I used to have a, an Amazon tree boa, day gecko, poison dart frogs. Okay. So obviously it was a, a bit of a privilege when you come over here and you're, if you want supplies for your reptiles, you could just go to your local shop. Um, how, how did you find that, the difference between how you can keep in Indonesia and, and how you keep over here? Was that I think, a big shock? Over here, it's like there's so many things you can do. Like, I didn't know about expanding foam until I got here, you know, and um, I don't know you can make all these vivs with waterfalls and all this shit. Uh, and it's light as well, and I, yeah, I'm just obsessed with expanding foam and grout now. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really hard to get a hold of it in Indonesia. There um, you go. There's your, there's your, there's your business. Mm. You just sell expanding foam in Indonesia. Indonesia's volcanoes are a thing of the past. <laughs> Make a volcano inside your tank with expanding foam. <laughs> Mad. And I guess as well, like the reptile equipment and whatnot that you use, you, you wouldn't use heating as such. But um, but artificial lighting, is that expensive in Indonesia? Well, I, I've i never seen anyone use um, good UV. Uh, I've seen people have bulbs, but, you know, because they're, they're on a point, I, I think it's not very good for the animals, especially if they're big. Um, and, yeah, it needs to be more even. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So we we're quite lucky to have been donated some UV floods from Arcadia. Um, so most of our animals have UV now. Uh, they used to not have it, but yeah, it's good that they do now. Um, and yeah, because obviously I'm guessing like the I don't know what what is the average wage of a person in Indonesia, say per per month. Four and a half million. And what, what, what's that in English? That's, let's Google this. <laughs> I'm surprised Hoss hasn't already Googled it, to be honest. Well, is this a race? Is this a race? No, no, my phone's on the bed, mate. It's too far. No. <laughs> 250 quid. So that that's a month? Yeah. Right, so you're talking £250 a month. If you used to buy UV over here and have it exported... That's really expensive for you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so the, the problem is you've got all these animals that are being kept in, in these countries that maybe aren't being looked after how they should be. And it's because they, the people physically can't afford to. So that, that that's hard when it comes to trying to, to, to improve welfare and husbandry uh, because of the monetary cost of it. Mm-hmm. That's, I uh, think, um, yeah, I think natural sunlight could be... a a good thing because if if designed properly it is possible to have safe outdoor enclosures um but it has to yeah i think again education is key like i've got to to make a change i've got to talk to people you know in in the hobby and see what they want and see where the problems are you know because right now it's yeah we've got to start somewhere Definitely. In Indonesia is not is not up to the standard that it is in the West. Definitely, mm. definitely, and hopefully with the work that you're doing, um, you know, you, you you're doing a lot of good, and hopefully you'll get there in the end. Um, you know, I can already see that you are making some change, which is good. Right, and so I believe that's about it for this week. Um, we'll start wrapping up the show. So, is there anything, Nathan, that you want to add just before we go? Um, not really, but I will, yeah, I'll send you the links to the tours, to the uh, book pre-order and to the uh, GoFundMe page and Definitely. to our website as well. Definitely. And if you're listening to this and you, you want to know more about what Nathan does or you possibly want to go on one of his tours, get in touch with him and do look at purchasing one of his books. Obviously, the more we support him and the more things, the better the centre and the, the more work they can do to try and help the situation over where he is. Um, so that is about it for this week. If you do want to help support the podcast, then please put my teeth back in. 
If you do want to help support the podcast, then please head on over to our website, which is reptileandchill.com. You can get hoodies and t-shirts and that kind of thing for sale. You can also support us on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash reptileandchill. Social media, Facebook and Instagram at the handle of reptileandchill. And that is about it for this week. Um, hopefully Mike's back soon um, because, well, you've just listened to what happens without him. Mm-hmm. And that absolute... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Danny just laughs. He's like a nervous disposition. Yeah, it is, a, it is such a nervous disposition as well. <laughs> okay, so, Danny, have you got anything to add? or No. No, you're Vol- good. Volcanoes are bad. Definitely. <laughs> and and just, just before we sign off, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I love you, bye. Mm-hmm. Love I lo- you. I love you. Yeah, love you too. Ah, yes. Take care, guys. See you next week.